Before we get into today's episode of the pod, you guys have to subscribe because I'm looking at you and you're not subscribed to the channel yet and you have to hit the notification bell because you're not going to know when I post if you don't have notifications when I post. Make sure to like the video, you guys, so I know you guys are enjoying these episodes. Make sure to follow my social medias. I will pop them on the screen so you can stay up to date with everything to do with this podcast. And then don't forget to check out the Spotify version. The link will be in the description for that as well. Finally, I am a sports writer, so make sure to check out the take.sport.blog so you can read the best sports articles ever. You will not regret clicking that link. So make sure to click that link below. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's pod, you guys. All right, guys. What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, of course, Jackson Burleson. In today's episode, I got my boy Mike right here. What's up? Here to talk yes. some finals uh, hoops with me. Um, appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast with me today. I appreciate you having me. It's an honor, and I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation. So... I, as you guys know, I have not had anything to say about my heat loss yet, but here's what, here's what I've got to say. Um, and it's going to come shocking to a lot of people, but it's just the Nuggets were so good. They were clearly the better team, mm-hmm. and, but at the same time, we got to go the positive route here. The Heat barely even made the playoffs. We lost our first playing game to they the Hawks. number eight. <laughs> Bad. Like <laughs> We lost. And then we almost lost the Bulls to not even get into the postseason. Then we're playing the number one seed Bucks, and we're like, okay, well, we're, our season's mm-hmm. done. And then we beat him in five games. Jimmy has like four 40-point games, one 50-point game. I'm just like, okay, maybe we can actually do something this year. Because during the regular season, we were the slowest team in the NBA, number one, because of Tyler Hero. I think we should trade him. Oh, That is what? just my opinion. Oh, you're crazy on that. I'm cutting you off on that. How are you going to trade Hero? And I'm all for, you know, moving on players. But Hero, if he... Oh, no, he's... Well, I keep him. I can give you two, I can give you two reasons. Number one, Hero dribbles too much. Okay. So he slows the pace of the game down. Like, in the postseason without Hero, we literally proved that we did not need him at all. Like, we did not need him at all. And the second reason is because, like... He's very ball dominant, and he needs the ball in his hands. And there's no ball movement. There's no kicking it to the corner. There's no swinging it okay. around the perimeter, which really affects players like Gabe Vincent or even Duncan Robinson. Because Duncan Robinson doesn't really benefit from just standing around. He just benefits from cutting I'll, and getting layups yeah. around the basket. So, like, I'll give you, I'll give you that one. But let me ask you this then, real quick. It's kind of like two years ago when Ja Morant wasn't playing. Memphis technically played better. But are you going to really say they were better without him? That's, no. that's how I think it is with Hero. Maybe statistically this year or this moment, but I think overall you need him. The the thing for me is, like, I want us to trade Hero, but it's like if we trade Hero for a player like Damian Lillard, like, oh, I just don't think Dame the Blazers are, I just don't think the Blazers are going to take that. I think they would want, like, Bam Adebayo, which I would do it. we're not going to – I don't think we should give up Bam. I don't think so either, but – I'm very, there's very few players where I would say I would mortgage the future, risk it all. And Damian Lillard is one of them. I mean, he's called Dame Time for a reason. 
But if we give up Bam, we have no size at all. Oh, I'm, I agree. So you would need to correct that hypothetically. I don't know who's out there, who you would. We would have, I mean, there's a free agent, Chris Stapps Porzingis. We could get him. He spaces oh, the floor. From my old New York stomping grounds, even though I'm not a Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry he, uh, you guys um, bailed on him. You guys shouldn't have done that. But Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a Knicks fan, so I laughed all about it. People got <laughs> mad. I was constantly posting negative about it. Just piss people off a little bit. But Heat Nation, I, I understand, you know. I had to gather myself, gather my emotions, because I was very, very angry. I was very, very angry. I didn't know how to express my emotions by saying, Jimmy Butler, this, this, he didn't play well, which is true. I mean, he only averaged 21 points per game in that series. Yeah. And the entire postseason, he was he acting like 30. He, yeah, he did disappear. And and my thing is, like, I understand, like, you want to let the game come to you. You want to be patient. But at times, I feel like he's being too patient. Agreed. And, and he was kind of stalling a little bit. Agreed. And there, a few years ago, when he missed the wide open three for the buzzer beater, I was all good for him taking that shot, even missing. Because you're you're the superstar. It's your team. You go for it. But where was that this post postseason a little bit? In the it was finals? only really in the first round. I feel like when against the Bucks, like he knew, like okay, oh, he Giannis is up. on the other side. Yeah. Like he's obviously the best player in the world. Like. You have to win that series, and he has to do everything. And he did that, and I feel like after that, he just, like, I mean, we played the Knicks, which honestly are not that great of a team, but neither were the Heat. Like, we're an eight seed. Like, this is one of the greatest postseason runs, like, any team will ever have. 100%. Like, we have seven undrafted players. Like, there's nothing that you can say that championship would have been nice, but it's not a disappointing season. I won't say disappointing because, like you said, one of the best seasons. Not only that, but I don't even count the 1999 Knicks when they went to the finals as the eight seed because it was the lockout year. To me, the Miami Heat are the first real ones to do it, and they lost a playing game. Like yeah, you said, that's the craziest that, part. The moment you lose a playing game, everyone thinks you're done. I thought they were done. Everyone thought they were done. I don't know about you because you know. You're no, I, de- I definitely thought we were done because, yeah. like, during the regular season, I mean, we just weren't. That team, we were two completely different teams. 100%. And then, and then against the Celtics, being up three zero, and, and then, then we almost touched. lost it. I swear to you guys, like if we blew that three one seriously, a three zero lead, I would have lost my. I'm not going. I, would have I wanted it. to see it. I wanted to see history at that point. <laughs> As a Yankee fan and New Yorker, you think I hate Boston Celtics? I respect them. Don't hate them at all. So I just wanted to see history at that point. So I'm glad for your sake you didn't see it because that would have you know you would have lost your mind. We well, everyone a part of Heat would... Nation knows that. <laughs> We hate the Celtics. Exactly. So I'm, I'm sure if that happened, you probably would still be, you know, not doing this right now. You're still processing it. So what's your take on the finals? I mean, obviously, you can't ignore how great Jokic was. Oh. In game one of the finals, in the first quarter, I do not forget this. He had two points and eight assists, and we're still down by 15. And he, he wasn't scoring. He is just an animal. The whole I had predicted them in five on my podcast. So um, I'm glad I got that one right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just the way he commands the, the field, even like you said, when he's not scoring, the fact the way he gets others to contribute, I haven't seen in a very long time. Maybe never the way he does. I mean, his IQ is just so high. Like he just his knowledge for the game is just it's like no other player. Like he knows exactly where that player is going to be. Five seconds before he cuts. Like it's like LeBron. Yeah. Like LeBron's playmaking ability. Like he knows exactly where a guy is gonna be 
way before he's even in that spot, which mm-hmm. is which is something that only the great ones have. Exactly. It's IQ and it's, you know, maybe practice. Maybe he's that special breed that's like, yo, let's practice. Let's run this up again. But it's definitely a mentality. He has that mental where it's not about me, it's about them. And I, that's what I think really makes him special. And he's got the perfect co-star, Jamal Murray. He's oh. a perfect... Those two are a perfect combination. 100%. I'm convinced they would have won in the bubble if Jamal Murray averaging like 50-something points a game for a few games. Yeah, he did that like crazy like up and under like layup when yeah. he was like midair. Like, they, I, I, I think they would that. have won the finals that year. So I was really glad to see them. I know you're a Heat fan, but to see... Jamal Murray, because he's one of my favorite players. He's quickly become a favorite player of mine. Just animal. The, the thing about the Nuggets is, like, they are a great offensive rebounding team. But in general, they're a great rebounding team. Like you saw against the Lakers in the conference finals, they were out-rebounding them nonstop. Like, the Lakers could not get any rebounds. All four of those games were close. Even though yeah. the Lakers got swept, all four of those well, games were close. And the Lakers were right there, but... The Nuggets just knew how to close out games. They had so many guys they could go to, like Bruce Brown, uh, Braun stepped up, like as a as a Porter. rookie. Yeah. Porter, Aaron Gordon flies up, gets rebounds. Then Jamal Murray would just hit a step back three oh, yeah. in the clutch. Like it's just there's just nothing you can do about that. And same with Jokic, he was hitting shots that I don't think he'll ever hit. <laughs> oh, in that, any one, that one ever. corner when the buzzer beater and he just threw it up. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. he's right there, and you can't really do anything about it. Like. You got Anthony Davis right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. He just chucks it up and he makes it. I'm just like, for, he's he will never have a postseason like that. Where oh, he's going to make shots so. like that. And I hate comparing, you know, players from different eras and different positions. But I just saw it two days ago them comparing uh, Jokic's season with Larry Bird in '84, which I actually think is the single best team I've ever seen, the 1984 Celtics. So it was really interesting. At first, I was laughing. I was like, "Come on, get out of here!" Two, two, two different eras, two different positions. But the fact that his numbers were so close and, and just rebounding points, you know, it's just everything. I'm just like, yeah, I got to give it to him. He just had an historically great postseason. And, and he, I, he got his ring. I mean, he, did. he got his ring. He got his finals MVP. He should have been MVP. I was MVP just gonna say, he should have been a three-time MVP. They didn't want to give it to him. I was just going to tie that. <laughs> because of Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Bird got I don't think it was beat. because of Larry Bird. I just think well, they felt bad because Embiid's been – up to par to be MVP the last couple of years, and then they're like, he's averaging 33 points per game. I mean, you kind of have to give it to him at that point. But. I, I don't know. When I watched him, he's he's great, but I didn't see an MVP. I His game doesn't translate well in the postseason. Though. Exactly. He gets clamped up pretty easily. Like Teams mm-hmm. know how to defend him pretty easily. I don't because- think he really has that drive to want to win. I'm not saying they all want to win when you get there, but he doesn't have that next, like, that – Black Mamba mentality where Kobe's going to go crazy or Michael Jordan or Jokic is like, no, we're going to get this. Where I don't see that from Embiid. I think he plays. I agree. He plays yeah. a little soft at times. Yes. Like there's, there's, because he's he, the biggest guy on the court. I feel court. like he coasts at times. He's like, okay, we're, we're, here we are. We either got it or we don't. But when you got the Sixers relying on like Tyrese Maxey to get you 30, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey's a great player. Yeah, but when you're but he's not on your, that. he's not your first He's option. not your number one, yeah. Maybe in a couple of years he can get to that level, but, like, mm-hmm. not right now. And then you got James Harden who, you know, he's inconsistent, like, crazy. Like, he had two 40-point games oh, in yeah, the Celtics which, series. Which surprised me so much. And then so he just much. drops. Yep. Like, I don't get it. Like, I really don't understand it. And I know I, his game's changed. He's upset. 
Like he, not, I never thought I'd see scorer, that again but... though. Before he point postseason game from him, no. I, and I, I'm I... not a big James Harden fan, so the fact that I'm giving a praise for it, not one but two, one okay is a fluke night, but two. So you're right that you think no... Harden should stay as a Sixer. Uh, I would say yes because he kind. Of, I don't want to use the word success, but he at least had some two flashy big moments. I don't know. I've never had faith with Harden. After he left OKC, before I really knew who he was, six man, I just, I never believed. I, to me, he's never going to win. Even in his prime, I said it every year. Nope, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. And so I guess he could say the 76ers to me. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but I don't think he adds any real. If you're a contending team or if trying to win now, I don't think he adds any value I, I, as a starter. I think. I, say. I think him not adding any value i think that's a little overstepping because his playmaking ability mm-hmm. the way he gets his teammates involved like that's the way his game is now like he averages like 10 assists a game yeah. in his sleep like well, and he's done that the last 4 years even though when he was scoring like 30 points a game in Houston he was still a distributor because Chris Paul couldn't stay on the court which has been a common theme in Chris Paul's career which yes i'm glad he's in Washington he doesn't deserve to be in Phoenix but i really don't think that team with Bradley Beal, Booker, and Durant are going to win. I'm Me just going to say that right it's, now. I don't think they're going to win. They're offensively great. Where's no defense? Where's they still don't have a they good have bench? They have no point guard. Yeah, they don't have a bench. You need depth. I mean, look at what we just said with the the Nuggets. They had depth. Any person. Could, and so did the Heat. The Heat had. Depth. Yes, both teams can contribute from any player, any time, any position. And the Suns are doing the same mistake they just did. Let's just have a big three. And it's different when Durant was on the Warriors because, one, the, their scoring was different. Like Booker, don't get me wrong, he's a phenomenal, but he's not a catch-and-shooter. Where Clay and Steph were, they can catch-and-shoot at any time. These guys need the ball in their hands, for, even for a second or two. But Beal's a catch-and-shoot. I feel like he can go oh, into he, that role. He definitely helps. I mean, I want Beal to go in the Warriors. I really <laughs> wanted it to happen. <sighs> I just, you know what, it's just like Kevin Durant for me, like, he's the most talented player in the NBA, but he doesn't, he just, he doesn't make his teammates better. Exactly. And when are we going to start saying, maybe their narratives will start changing for Durant. Think about how my Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers he's played with and all-stars. Westbrook, Harden, Kyrie, James Harden. um, Clay, Clay, Steph, Draymond. Draymond. And he's only got two rings. I know. It's insane. And yeah, Devin, (laughs) Devin Booker, um, Bradley oh, yeah, Beal. Yeah. I, I just are they going to keep Aiden? Is I think Aiden wants out. I, I think, think so too. I don't think that's going to Ibaka. Work. That's what I was just trying to think of before. Everyone always forgets about Ibaka back in the day. I don't know if Ibaka is a Hall of Famer. Though. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. But he at the time though he was all star, balling it out. So, so speaking. So I wanted to I, I, I want to touch on this because yeah. I've been on my TikTok. I've had goat debates with people. People oh. say, "Oh, is it LeBron or Jordan?" I think it should be, is it Kobe or Jordan? Skip okay. past LeBron. Just put Kobe in that conversation. LeBron's in his own league. We all know how great LeBron is. He's he's not similar to Michael and Kobe. No, he's they're, not. They're, he's in a class of his own. But I think before you can start saying LeBron is better than Jordan, I think you need to say, is Kobe better than Jordan? Okay, so I Kobe Bryant's my favorite player of all time. And I agree. I would take Kobe over LeBron in any situation, almost any stage of his career, just because of that. Yeah, g- give me the effing ball. I'm gonna the whole <laughs> the whole world knows it. I'm gonna take the shot, win or lose. However, though, I gotta I gotta switch it up on him. 
I don't have either as the GOAT. I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. You I know, mean, with that sky hook. And let me let me let me add a little more. Only that's respectable. Be, I can't yeah, really, yeah, I can't not, really disrespect. It's that. not blasphemy, but the only reason why is compared to all the other sports, the NBA uh, captures everything. They capture high school, college, the you know NBA. So when you add all that into a factor, I'm not saying Jordan and Kobe don't have that, but I mean the guy went everywhere with six championships, six MVPs. Just still recently, the most scoring. I mean, they made in the NCAA, they outlawed dunking because he was so dominant. They couldn't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't remember the years, but if you look into it, before Kareem changed his name, there was no, they were not allowed dunking. And that's where the Skyhawk came from. So he's the one unbeatable move and he still won championships. The guy to me has just the perfect resume. And then again, when he was in high school, I mean, he was bigger than everyone. But even still, that's why they got rid of dunking because, like, okay, he was so dominant. That's not fair. I mean, my go is Jordan yeah. just because, like, I just, I think he's the best player offensively and defensively to ever step on a court. He could guard his position. He averaged like two steals per game one season in his career. He won defensive player of the year. A couple of times he won defensive player. He, right? won, he only won it once. Oh, okay. That was a couple. Because they were saying um, he couldn't play defense, and then he goes and wins defensive player of the year. Just right. like they said he can shoot the three ball, and he goes and hits like, 10 threes against the yeah, Blazers in the finals. Anytime, I mean, obviously anytime we, you tell Mike he can't do something, that's he's going to do That's it. what I was going to say. I will. I mean, naming Jordan is not a bad answer. It's a, He's an all-time <laughs> great. The only thing is... I just can't stand it when people say LeBron. Me neither. And, I, it just angers me so much because their only argument is, oh, he played the Warriors. Yeah. And speaking of that, is when Michael Jordan was winning championships, on the, no one had more championships than him. On LeBron's watch, Tim Duncan got five, or you want to say at least three. Russell. Oh, yeah, but just under LeBron, at least he got, okay, like, oh, okay, you know, Tim Duncan was playing before. He got three on LeBron's watch. You know, <laughs> Steph, Stephen Curry has four. Um, no one really got any chips on Jordan's watch. Exactly. And the two ones that Hakeem has. Oh. They count, but like, oh, if Jordan if Jordan's was in the league, he would have won. My man. That's why I've been arguing <laughs> that forever. I don't even think they get those if. Jordan's playing. I think I think Jordan wins eight in a row. No. Oh, and oh, absolutely. The two in between. And I knew I was forgetting Kobe. Kobe won during Le- LeBron's run yeah, too. Yeah, he, when, he won in two thousand. He won twice. He yeah, won two back to back in 10. Yeah. And Kobe. This Which, is why I put Kobe second all time is because he made Pau Gasol a Hall of Fame. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, remember the All Star game when he when uh, everyone's got to know this story. Um so it was United States. I don't remember where Paul Casals. Oh from. yeah, when he like shoved Paul yeah. Casals, he's he like, goes, "I'm gonna hit him." In he the goes, chest. "I know the play in the first. I'm gonna rock him." Yeah, and <laughs> and he knocked him on his effing ass. Yeah, <laughs> and but it was awesome. And then even Paul Casals said, "He goes, I wasn't mad." He goes, and he goes, and LeBron was like, "But that's your brother. He ain't my brother today. We're on different teams." Who do you think has more of like a which mentality are you taking, Jordan or Kobe's mentality? Um, Very similar, but I feel like Kobe was Kobe is a extra little competitive. Agreed. Um, they were both a holes, though. That's, oh, that's, not, that's not disputed. Yeah, yeah, I will take Kobe's only because I think I've seen. I don't want to say. I don't know the word, but we've seen we saw Michael Jordan lose to uh, the Magic and lose to. But that's when he came back from being away from the game for about two seasons. Yeah, but I think... And he was rusty. He was wearing number 45. Well, yeah. I don't think it was obviously his play, but I think his mindset was a little different there. Where well, he wasn't really conditioned. 
I mean, he was tired. You could tell, like, watching those series, oh, he was yeah. tired. Because totally, he hadn't played a whole NBA season. Totally different player. I just think, well, looking back at that, that in a weird way, his mindset hurt him. He just, boom, though, I can bounce back. But I don't think even if Kobe ever left for two years, I don't think his mind would have ever changed. I don't know. No, I, it didn't even change when he was horrible in his last season. Exactly. He dropped 60. He was still exactly. scoring so, the ball every single time. If, if you're asking me that question, it's such nitpick. I mean, I have to pick something to answer the question. So I'll go with Kobe. Just, you know, 51-49 different, you know, that little one. Person. So is there any way LeBron can be the GOAT? In my opinion, no. I'll tell you right now. Um, He's got Kareem in points. That's okay. I'll, if, you're, if you're asking me... <laughs> That's a lot of people's argument. Yeah, too. he's the all-time leading scorer. That's in okay. NBA that's history. that's part of his longevity. Not saying it's not Kareem, so good for him on that. But I don't know. I, if you ask me the go conversation, he does not pass Bill Russell like you mentioned. He's most people don't realize Bill Russell's also twenty-five or zero and must-win games. Everyone goes, "Oh, the league was different. And it was smaller then." No, it was, but yeah, but twenty-five and zero and must-win must-win games, and you're beating Wilt Wilt a couple times. I don't think Bill Bill Russell played in an era where. And this is why I think Will Chamberlain is very overrated, is because he's 7'3", and he couldn't dominate an era where he was the biggest player on the court. Bill Russell was 6'9". Well, he wasn't that big. Will Chamberlain, Bob Pettit, Bill Russell, those are the pri- three primary centers in that era specifically, and Will Chamberlain only has two rings. Well, I think That's Will... crazy to I don't me. know if I want to say Will didn't dominate, Cause he did. He just he did, but like, he just didn't win the overall. The main goal of sports is, is to win the champ. Yes, the main objective is to win. So I want to say he didn't not dominate. I just would say that he didn't win. But I I agree with you because, like, I think there's an argument that I've I've said. I don't know if I've actually said this, but I think when it's all said and done, Steph Curry will be better than LeBron James. One because he's made more of an impact on the game. He's changed the game. All these kids coming up now. We're shooting from the half court. Why? Because hey, we it's Steph Curry. We were just doing not too long ago playing yeah, basketball, I mean, just, just chucking up any three you can yeah, get. I mean, everyone's shooting the ball because it's Steph Curry. And before Steph Curry, the NBA was not really three-point oriented. Now every single team in the NBA is ran around the three-point shot. You're it right. He matter. definitely revolutionized the game. He even LeBron br- has not revolutionized He has not. Curry made it where— He's great, but he has Yeah. Curry made it where it went from, you know, the league changed again. Went from p- players being big to small now. Now an average player, an average, you could theoretically be six foot, five, you know, six foot and play yeah. and 180 pounds where it was very tough to do that. It, it's gone up and down like a pendulum. So I like that it's reverted back to, you know, more slicks and quicks and threes. I do agree. Not yet. I have Curry in my top 10. Um, I think I, Curry's ninth all time. I would have. I don't remember if I have nine or ten on my actual list. But. I, I had him ninth. I, I want to say, yeah, I had him ninth. But the th- he's like, the thing is, like, it's at the end of the day, though, it's hard to compare eras. It's impossible. It, it to is. Compare it's eras, very hard. But I feel like if you could compare two eras, I feel like you could compare this era in the '90s, the easiest, because those guys could adapt to the three-point shot. It just wasn't their style of offense then Correct. like it's yeah. very low post oriented like you very said going to the basket people oriented. said jordan couldn't shoot three and then you start doing it yeah, and, a deadly mid-range yeah and that bothers me too because you're right it's very it's easier to compare 90s to now but people sleep on you know the players in the 70s too 
You told me Dr. J, if you told him all he had to do was practice shooting threes, they Someone weren't said good enough. Someone said Dr. J's ABA championships don't count. Do you agree with that? It's not that I don't count them, but the fact that he won with the 76ers, even though he only won one and he wasn't the primary like main guy, it I count them to I don't count them as a overall like be like oh you know because I don't remember offhand how many he won I think he won like six or seven. Who Dr. J? Yeah, ABA. Dr. Dr. J won two ABA championships oh. and then he won one NBA championship. That's it. I thought he won yeah. a lot more because he only played like I think four years in the ABA. My maybe thinking of MVPs maybe. What's that? Am I thinking maybe MVPs or maybe something? Maybe MVPs. I don't know if he even won that many MVPs. Because when he came into the NBA, he kind of he was getting older. His numbers were just yes, like, he was definitely a lot older. A he was definitely more. a lot older. Um, I recognize them. I won't say I dismiss or count them, but I recognize them. The fact that without Dr. J, there's no Michael Jordan. I mean, I mean yeah, because the way he used his hands, like Jordan used his hands, yeah, just so, like Dr. J did. That's like and when he was soaring high in the sky for his uh, yeah. Air Jordan. <laughs> Look up Dr. J's before that, and he's acknowledged that, that, you know. He was doing the same thing. Exactly. And that's the thing for me when circling around to LeBron. Um, Jordan has never once said he is the greatest player ever. Not mm-hmm. once. But LeBron has. Yeah. Every, several times. After fact, he beat the Warriors. After he beat I mean, the Warriors in his third chip, he was halfway to Mike, and he goes, that player made that, 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 made that, me one, the made greatest me, that one made me the greatest of all time. Like, you're just arrogant to say that. Like you're, you're disrespecting everyone else. Kobe never said he was the greatest ever. I'm cool if you say it and it has merit to it. But yeah, that's it, a very you, valuable championship. I mean, he's the first player to ever come back down 3-1 in the yeah. finals. Like, that's a great accomplishment. Which, but really, no, everyone forgets that Draymond Green got suspended. Game 5, that switched the entire momentum of that series. Yeah, it's really funny that we're talking about that. because And Kyrie hit the game win. Yes, I was... <laughs> Yesterday on my Facebook memories, which I don't check too often, I mentioned one of my comments was that I thought the referees were really pulling for the uh, Cavaliers. And I'm not talking about, you know, conspiracies and whether it's scripted or not. But I remember it was one of the few times that I sat there after that. I was like, OK, whatever. You know, they won that game. And then another. I just remember sitting there. I was like, wow, every call was going the Cavaliers way. Which people kind of forget to talk about, in my opinion. I want to want to talk about referees real quick because mm-hmm. Game Five of the NBA Finals, terrible referee, just You're absolutely right. atrocious. It, it, the they were got... not giving the Heat any calls whatsoever. And guess what, Heat Nation? We were still on top. We were still on top. Especially that um, that call against Jimmy Butler with the. Um... Dude, yeah, that that was that. Yeah, was, I'm trying to remember who was that in front was of terrible. Him. That was terrible. I think. I think it was like Porter or Gordon, I think. I was going to say Gordon. Him. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Gordon. I was like, yeah. I just I just remember the one where Jokic was like grabbing Bam. And they, like, Jokic was grabbing Bam that entire series. Like, the entire series. And they were not calling it. See, in a weird way, I was okay with that because they were consistent. For me, for refereeing, as long as you're consistent, you call them one way, you have to call it the whole way. So at least with those two, they were consistent. Bam was grabbing a little bit too. So what, what do you think like when when NBA referees go to the like replay monitor and they have to make the decision the referee itself cuz I've talked like refereeing like in general in sports like I think my opinion hockey refereeing is the best refereeing in all of sports because when you're reviewing a play Toronto which is the headquarters of okay. like, the replay center there they tell you what's the right call so you don't mess it up Mm-hmm. Like NBA referees, I feel like they don't they don't have that. They leave it to the referee on the floor 
So there's room for more air. I agree. Um, I did not know that about the NHL, so thanks for that. The NFL does that, too, when they do the, the challenges. NFL is like, the NFL, they let the referee make the decision well, on not, the field, though. Well, not if they do the replay and they challenge it. Then it goes up to... Upstairs. The yeah. Booth, yeah. Um, and I think... I don't what about know. challenges? Is that that's only booth review, right? Only booth review. So, so challenges is the referee calls, I think. Correct. So the NFL is on their way of doing that. So you're right. I didn't I didn't know the NHL did that. So I agree though. The I do not like when the NBA offic- officials, you know, make the same call because they have the tendency, especially if you're the one watching the video, have the tendency to probably go with the same call. I think I think NBA referees have the ability to sway a game. For one team or the other. Oh, all referees in almost any sport. Sure. Not, but, I'm not sure. saying it happens as often, but they could. Sure. Yeah. But I feel like if you had to pick one sport where referees have the most control, it's the NBA. Because there's more there's more stuff going on. It's a faster-paced game. The referee, like, there's one call at the end of a game that can change everything. You're right. Especially in the the era of basketball we're living now. I mean, instant replay. Like back in the day, you like, sneeze the wrong way. You sneeze the wrong way and you get fouled today. And the so, flopping, like oh my goodness, the the guys like Trey Young. Oh man, I went. I went from being a big fan of him. I can't stand him now. Oh, we just they, fall. I feel like they're not doing anything about. Like I feel like Adam Silver and I was just gonna say that I feel they like were they're gonna talk about it, but like this season, it just didn't seem like. You know, there were many fines coming to players that were flopping. You know, like, what's, what are you going to allow? Like, you got to be a little more, you got to have more disciplinary action for that. And Mm -hmm. the flagrant foul thing, like, I I don't get that either. Like, you're throwing out a player for extending his arm. Well, that's my whole thing, consistency. That's what drives me crazy. If they're too inconsistent, and I speak of that because my father, you know, is a referee in a lot of sports. He doesn't do basketball. But watching the games from the way he officiates and just relearning, watching from a different outlet and realizing how many, you know, things you can be so inconsistent on or consistent, which, you know, shout out to him. He's very consistent. He's more of a baseball guy. But that is, to me, the most important thing when officiating a game, just consistency. Yeah, yeah. I can't stress that enough. It's, that's what drives, you know, you and me crazy. Like you said, like, you know, they didn't call the foul on Jimmy Butler and then Bam was getting, you know, you know packed, pulled. and then they don't yeah. call anything. It's a no call. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you're you're sitting there, just like not really understanding. Like, you feel like you can go ref the game better. Oh, like that's how. Oh, hundred percent. When it comes do. to the when it comes to a lot of the calls, yeah, I can't do any worse. <laughs> when it comes to the finals, like you have to have the best referees possible. Yeah, like, I just don't feel like that was the case. I mean, I, Scott Foster's a great referee, but his calls aren't consistent. Like exactly. I feel like game one dictates. I feel like how you should officiate the whole, for the most part, a series. And however, if you, you know, call this a flagrant foul, stick with that method. You call this a, a foul, but it's just, they're What's too up and down. What's your take on the flagrant foul when like a guy goes up and it's like an unintentional hit to the head? Like what? I would, I I like would never flagrant, call flagrant out. I feel As, like it should be intentional. I Exactly. I think if it's a natural basketball movement and it happens to hit you, tough luck. You're an athlete, you know, play ball. Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. come on, you're not, you're not, you know, working at the barbershop where someone accidentally elbowed you. Come on, you're, <laughs> you're a professional athlete. <laughs> and I'm not saying I want people getting hurt or anything like that, but like, look at the game. I mean, like you said, you brought up the '90s. Look how, I mean, the Knicks used to smack people oh, in the hands. Physical. It was physical. It was it's exciting. Physical. 
And, and that's another debate I want, for me. I want that a little back a little bit. I know they won't, but, you know, I want that. That's where... When, when referees, like, let them play, people get angry. People get upset. I'm the opposite. I love it. I, I like it when they do it, but it's, like, to a certain extent, like, if they're getting hacked, like, obviously call the foul. Like, obviously call it. Like, you can't just, like, leave it on the table. And be like, I agree, but if they were never to call on both sides, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, I want that. Like, when you see Bill Lambier, you know, threw Magic Johnson on the ground. And please, I know it's way older, but I'm like, yeah. You remember but, when Kareem punched? Uh, oh, he, like, got, like, elbowed in the stomach, and then he comes in and just windmills him. <laughs> oh, that's like Ron Artest punched the guy and fell into the stands. He elbowed James Harden. Do you remember that? That one I don't remember. He, it was uh, when he was on the Lakers, and he scores a basket. And Harden's like walking, and Ron Artest goes, "Oh Ooh. yes, yes, <laughs> just, that's right." He got but, suspended for like, I think it was like fifteen games I mean, or something like that. That respectable, I, yeah. Like, that I would suspend for because that's a flagrant too. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's different, especially today's era. But if you're coming down for, let's say, like a rebound, you do that old school come down. I mean, because like when you're comparing eras in '90s, like I said, '90s versus today's era, like the only thing you can't really compare is the physicality of the game. And like when this is another argument for me, I know it's like super big hypothetical. Like people are going to say this in the comments, but you think LeBron survived with Jordan rules? Oh, I'm so glad because I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's obviously physically strong and big, but the few games it has been many in his whole career. But the few games where he has been physically handled, he's always lost. I I can't name exact specifics offhand. Mavericks. <laughs> oh, 2011. Yeah, that was actually I, maybe my favorite finals of all time. That was time. probably LeBron's worst series in his entire career. Yeah, but the Mavericks, I'll give him credit. They they played him well. Oh, I mean that whole team: Dirk, Jason Terry, Kidd, Jason Kidd, Marion. Yeah, that, Chandler, they like, all just sparked at the right time. But to answer your question, I do not think LeBron survives. I think he gets physically dominant. I think he would be mentally weak and weak after that, and not be the Especially player he's today. Especially with flopping, he flops. You're not going to get away with oh, flopping back look, then. Look at the <laughs> game when he's having, going ballistic with the referees for the call. I'm a Heat fan, guys, and I remember sitting in Indiana watching the conference finals, and LeBron goes, "When no one touched his yeah. face, no one touched him." I mean, the biggest guy on the court goes flying into the stands. Look at the. I want to say it was like 2000. 7 2008 All Star when the East and West when Kobe was Ding him up. Do you remember that? Yeah, and like, Kobe, I mean, Kobe blocked him like three or four times, got in his face. And LeBron, obviously, you know, bigger, stronger than Kobe, but Kobe showed him that old school, like, and without doing the rough physicality. I mean, he was playing squad yeah. up defense. I don't think he's handling uh, a, that error, no doubt. I, no. I think Bill Lambier, who anytime I think of physicality, I think of Bill Lambier. I've actually, from the bad seen, boys. I've actually seen Bill Lambier. Um, where I actually used to live, he, I saw him at a grocery store. He's like, really? he was walking around, and that's a bad. He man was right a there. he was a big dude, and he still looks like he was a mean yeah. piston man. <laughs> like he still looks like he can throw. He still looks like he's like. Don't want to take that guy's last can, uh, can of spaghettios. You no. can have it at the grocery. And do not mention Jordan. Oh, <laughs> I can imagine, but I think Bill Lambier would have dominated and destroyed LeBron, and just went out of his way to show him like. Little boy, like, like you're getting yeah. shoved to the because, like, the Jordan, like, um, if you guys aren't familiar with Jordan rules, every time Jordan goes to the basket, you're Pounce putting up. him to the ground, literally, slamming him to the ground. Doesn't matter what player, who it is, whoever's up in the air with him, or even after, there were times when they said when he was in the air, you kind of, you kind of were 
yeah, held at gunpoint there. You couldn't really do well, anything about saying, it. Once he landed, except, except when he, before he goes going, up, you yeah. hit him. Just mm-hmm. hit him. That's just like crazy now. Like yeah. it, that's like bounty gate in the NBA. If you got oh, a team doing that, well, I mean, they did that to Brett Favre in the in the, <laughs> the the Saints. That's why I hate I hate the Saints. Screw them. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Um, I got a, one more question for for both of us before I close this out. Okay. Early early predictions here. Ooh. Who do you think is going to be in the NBA Finals next season? Wow, Go. I haven't even thought of that. Oh, put me in the hot seat. Okay, I will say, wow. With no like free agent signings yet. Yeah, like, yeah. Free agency is starts June thirtieth, so we're not going to really nine know days away team. from now. Um, I will say, I'm going to say Miami Heat. I think they're bounce back, and I will say. Who's in the West? I mean, oh, that's tough. I know. I hate to say a repeat, and I feel bad. Maybe I'm giving a crappy answer. Uh, I was not expecting to answer that. I haven't even thought about that, but I can't think of anyone really dominant in the West. I gotta go. I, and I know I'm wrong. I know as good as the Nuggets are, I do not think the Nuggets are coming back. I don't think they are. I think they have potential, but I don't think they are. But as of right now, so next time, if I get lucky enough to come back on your show, I will give you a better answer. But I'll go. I'll go a rematch for now. Nuggets. For now. Nuggets. Heat. What about you? Here's my answer. Heat are coming out of the East. Okay. We got to wrap Heat. Let's Nation. go. Look at that jersey. And then, Mr. Kyrie Irving is going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers are going to be in the NBA Finals. Okay. I'm a Lakers fan, and I like Kyrie, even though. I'll explain that later. I can't root for my Lakers because I've been <laughs> – oh, real quick. I've been shitting on LeBron James and I'd be the biggest hypocrite. So the moment he came on my team, I'm like, well, I can't root for my team because I'd rather go down as an idiot than a hypocrite. So um, I hope that doesn't happen. And you know what I'm saying? You know how hard it was to watch my team in the finals and rooting for your team? <laughs> First time ever. But I don't I don't think that will hey, happen. Hey, to be but... fair, we, we went through it. You guys beat us. So. Oh, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen by a player. A, lo- a player that lost the finals, Jimmy Butler, that that series was an animal. I thought he was going to be like that this series. <laughs> and Tyler Hero, too. Oh, yeah, the, guy, said, you wanna, said, you the guy you want to get rid I, of? <laughs> but the, the only reason I say we we should get rid of him is because he's a big trade asset. He has a lot of value. If what like, like Hypothetically, we put Tyler Hero, okay, two second-round picks, Send it over to Portland. Give him a phone call. Hey, we want Damian Lillard. You Wait, don't think the Tyler Blazers Hero are going to take that trade? Tyler Hero and two. Go into complete rebuild mode that they're already in. They just have Dame sitting in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, that would be phenomenal. I, I feel would, like that's I a great trade. I want to see Damian Lillard win a championship on almost any team. But he's not going to win a championship in Portland. That is the No, no. Facts. I, I think he understands it too. And he's talking about his future like he's going to leave. That's yeah. the thing. Like he's... Entertaining you know, all these other teams. I think he's talking about his future to just to see how the you know the Portland media because he feels about him. I, I think he's one of the few players that is given so much to a city that they're almost okay with him leave, leaving. Exception like don't go to a rivalry team like when LeBron. I'm not the, the Heat were rivalry, but when LeBron left Cleveland, he was still so young and early in his career. I mean, how long has Dame been with the Trailblazers now? He's been with them his whole career. He yeah. was drafted in. 2011, so yeah. he's been oh. there all 12, 13 so years of his career. So it's been a long time now. So he's given it enough. It's not like when LeBron left the Cleveland, it was what, like six, seven years? Yeah, I mean, it's not like Dame hasn't been to a conference finals either. 
Sorry about that, guys. Um, so there was a video issue uh, with the podcast that we lost the last part of the podcast. But I wanted to go ahead and give my boy Mike a quick shout out. Appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, go check out his podcast in my description. It's called SMK Sports. It's available on Spotify. Go uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast once again. I appreciate the support. Uh, go subscribe, uh, like, and uh, comment what you guys think. And uh, share the video as well. Uh, I want to get as many people going as you can. So um, thank you guys again. Uh, I'm Jackson Burleson. Appreciate you guys. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me nice. I'm from another world, baby, yeah. Broadway paradise. They think I'm way too cold because I put my heart up on 